Hi, and welcome to the Higher Ed Briefing. We bring you curated stories from across the world in EdTech and education. Join me, Lewis McKinnon, as we explore the latest trends, insights, and inspiring tales in the field of learning every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you have a story you would like featuring on the Higher Ed Briefing, please get in touch via lewis at highered.uk. That's L-E-W-I-S at highered.uk. With all that being said, let's move on to our first story. Our first story today celebrates the success of this year's winners of the Queen's Commonwealth Essay Competition, who are due to be hosted at Buckingham Palace by Her Majesty later this month. The Queen's Commonwealth Essay Competition, QCEC, is the world's oldest international schools writing contest, established by the Society in 1883. With thousands of young people taking part each year, it is an important way to recognise achievement, elevate youth voices and develop key skills through creative writing. In this competition, there is only one winner and one runner-up, named for each category, both in the senior category, ages 14 to 18, and the junior category, under 14. The winners of both categories and the junior runner-up for this year's QCEC are from India, and their entries were exceptional, standing out among a record-breaking 34,924 entries received from all Commonwealth regions. The senior winner was Sidi Deshmukh from Mumbai for her entry, An Angel That Burns. Sidi is a 17-year-old student currently studying at Mayo College Girls' School, Ajmer. She is president of the English Creative Writing Society and head of the World Scholars' Cup at her school. Sri Vasahi was the junior winner at just 12 years old, residing in Panchkula in North India. For the competition, Shriya wrote a letter to the Little Prince, expressing her admiration for him in her winning entry, Dear Little Prince. Yong Sing Kong, the senior runner-up, is a 15-year-old student from Johor, Malaysia. Her entry addressed the question, Does Age Matter?, in a short story titled Observations Made at a Local Kopitiam, 13th of March 2023. The runner-up in the junior category was Mitali Ragtar, the youngest winner at this year at just 11 years old. Also from India, Mitali has gained recognition for her submission, Water Girl of India. The QCEC is open to all Commonwealth citizens aged 18 and below, and is hosted by the UK-based Royal Commonwealth Society. The competition encourages participants to write on a theme that relates to the Commonwealth's values and principles, while fostering key literacy skills and an open-minded, empathetic worldview. The theme for the 2023 edition of QCEC was a youth-led Commonwealth, which challenged participants to explore the power that young people hold within the global community, and to consider how this power can be harnessed to make a meaningful impact on the world. Each winner and runner-up are due to take part in the Winners Week experience for the top performers in the competition. It includes a special awards ceremony at Buckingham Palace, making it a memorable and prestigious event for the young writers. In the past decade alone, this high-profile competition has engaged approximately 140,000 young people, over 5,000 schools and thousands of volunteer judges across the Commonwealth. Before we get to our second story today, I wondered if I could ask a favour. At Higher Ed, we research, produce and publish this podcast for free, three times a week without adverts, so you can keep abreast of what's happening in the sector. 
If I could ask you to recommend this podcast to a friend so they can subscribe too, it will go a long way to helping support the impact of what we aim to do. Thank you for your time. Now on to the second story. Google brings us the content for our second story today, as their venture into the practical application for artificial intelligence continues to have an impact for classroom accessibility. In a recent keynote speech at the Department of Education Institute for Education Sciences ED Games Expo in Washington, D.C., Anthony Hernandez from Google for Education highlighted the powerful role of artificial intelligence, AI, in making classrooms more accessible. The event attracted a diverse audience, including developers, researchers, schools and government agencies, all eager to explore the intersection of accessibility, AI and the future of education. Anthony Hernandez's journey to advocating for accessible education began with his experience as an elementary school teacher in Providence, Rhode Island. This time in the classroom, coupled with his family's status as first-generation college attendees, ignited his passion for leveraging technology to provide equal educational opportunities for all learners. At the heart of Google for Education's mission is the belief that every individual, regardless of their background or abilities, should have access to the knowledge they need to learn, grow and succeed. Google is committed to developing tools and resources that cater to various learning styles and needs. AI is a pivotal component of their accessibility initiatives. It serves as a catalyst for personalised and accessible learning experiences. For instance, AI can significantly benefit students with visual impairments by enabling screen readers to access information. Innovative technologies like PDF OCR in the Chrome browser can extract text from PDFs, making them readable for screen readers. Moreover, real-time captions can assist students who are deaf or hard of hearing, as well as those who require extra focus and attention. The future of education is in flux, driven by evolving school requirements, teacher expectations and diverse student learning styles. AI is taking on an increasingly prominent role in this evolution, particularly in enhancing accessibility for students with disabilities. AI's potential lies in creating individualised learning experiences for all students. It can identify areas where students might be struggling and offer tailored instruction and support through tools like Google Classroom. Additionally, AI can streamline administrative tasks, enhance accessibility and provide real-time feedback for both students and educators. Collaboration is essential in achieving greater accessibility in education. Google for Education actively partners with organisations like understood.org to develop AI-powered tools and resources that benefit educators and students alike. They also extend support to app developers by offering developer tools and resources. For instance, there is an accessibility scanner designed for iOS and Android apps, enabling developers to assess the accessibility of their applications. The article underscores the importance of considering accessibility when developing apps. For Android apps, recommendations include adding keyboard support, enabling non-touch navigation, ensuring high contrast for text and user interface elements, and creating descriptive labels for interactive elements. Web developers are encouraged to publish content as web pages, videos or audio files with subtitles or transcripts, or as images with alternative text. The Google for Education App Hub serves as a platform for showcasing numerous apps, many of which feature integrations like app licensing and classroom add-ons. 
These integrations align with the overarching goal of making education more accessible, personalised and effective for all students. The article invites readers to explore Google for Education's commitment to accessibility on edu.google.com forward slash accessibility, highlighting the pivotal role of AI in promoting inclusive education that caters to the needs of every learner, regardless of their background or abilities. I know this podcast is still in its embryonic stages, but I could really use a videographer at £50,000 a year to give it a shot in the arm on social media. Sadly, we're not quite there yet. However, the UK's Education Secretary Gillian Keegan is in the market for exactly that role and is prepared to invest in her social media presence. In a move to bolster its social media presence, the Department for Education, DFE, is in the process of recruiting a dedicated videographer. The selected candidate will be tasked with creating regular content for the Education Secretary, Gillian Keegan, to share across her various social media channels. The recent job advertisement for a senior digital videographer has garnered attention due to its substantial annual salary of nearly £50,000. The ideal candidate, described as a social media native, will primarily collaborate with Gillian Keegan. Their role involves capturing key moments during high-profile events throughout the country and working in the department's own studio. One of the main responsibilities for the videographer will be to take the lead on producing content for Gillian Keegan's social media channels, ensuring that the material is of high quality and engaging. The objective is to maintain a consistent stream of video content to populate platforms like X, formerly known as Twitter. While the advertised salary is £48,701 per annum, it is important to note that this role is set for a fixed duration of just six months. Gillian Keegan, the Education Secretary, is known for her active presence on social media, often sharing videos where she speaks directly to the camera. Additionally, one of her special advisors is an expert in social media and has previously been involved in creating content for leadership campaigns led by prominent political figures like Matt Hancock and Rishi Sunak. The successful candidate will become part of the department's social media team and will collaborate closely with government ministers and special advisors, as specified in the job advertisement. Although various government departments have advertised similar roles, it's worth mentioning that this specific role is unique in that it is tailored for the Education Secretary. As a point of comparison, in the previous year, the Department for Leveling Up, Housing and Communities advertised a senior videographer role based in London with an annual salary of £40,390. Meanwhile, a social media videographer position with the Ministry of Justice, which closed in February this year, offered a salary range in London from £35,405 to £39,000. In response to queries about this recruitment, a DfE spokesman clarified to the BBC that this is an exciting post in the department's social media team, with responsibility to deliver communications in line with the department's priorities, helping us communicate and inform people about key policies that impact their daily lives. The decision to hire a dedicated videographer reflects the growing importance of social media as a platform for government communication and outreach. Gillian Keegan's active presence on social media underscores the significance of this role in shaping public discourse and awareness. That's all from me today. 
Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe to The Higher Ed Briefing wherever you get your podcast fix to receive a new set of stories every Monday, Wednesday and Friday from the world of education. Links to all stories covered in today's briefing can be found in the episode description, along with acknowledgements for the original authors and sources. Higher Ed Briefing is a Higher Ed Media production.